Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone. It's getting so close to Christmas. We are getting oh so excited here on the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. <laughs> I really wish you could all see Matt's hands right now. They're like waving like, ah, like, it's almost like he's ready to start a number or something like start dancing for us. But uh, yeah, I'm Casey. Hello and welcome in to our second to last show of 2022 which is crazy to me, Matt. I, I can't believe it. I don't know where 2022 went. Like, I, it, it's, I mean, I, I've, I've been saying this for the past two months. I'm like, holy cow, it's like almost yeah. the end of the year. I mean, it, and it's a whirlwind. I mean, we're recording this on, you know, Sunday. This releases in two days. So, I mean, it's two weeks till Christmas. Yeah. And then the week after that is the new year. And uh, it's just, whoa, holy cow, what yeah. happened? So just so our listeners know, I don't know if anyone's going to do it or not, but I did post the link up in the Facebook group to see if anybody wants to pop in and say hi. Uh, I thought that could be some fun, especially if they've seen um, what we're going to be talking about today, which is another Christmas episode. And we are going to be discussing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, so yeah, kind of excited about that. Another Disney Plus original debuted. Um, I want to say end of November, so it's been out. I think for it was a Black Friday that it yeah that it came out. Yeah. Um, what I find really interesting about this, Matt, is that they are counting this as canon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very interesting. A lot of times these holiday specials, that's not the case. It's this. It's this very interesting. Like, okay, we want to set up three. Hang on a oh, second. Oh, that's that okay. Is, that is Cersei. Bringing, bringing them up right, Matt. Bringing oh, I'm, up right. I'm bringing them up right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter drew Mickey Mouse for the first time. Oh, and like fun. Without, like, you know, usually it's us. We draw it. She drew it for the first time. Nice. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so this is, they shot this at the same time that they shot three. And this kind of is setting up, you know, what's going on in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. Because... I think what what's really genius about this, and I think this special is genius in multiple ways, but the first is that the last time we had a Guardians of the Galaxy movie was Volume 2. That was a long time ago, and there's a, yeah, a lot, lot that's has happened. happened. Yeah, because that was and, Ego. I mean, that was 2017. Exactly. I mean, yeah. so you're looking at Infinity War has happened, and Endgame has happened, the Guardians have gone under, because of the whole Gamora situation, have gone under this huge transformation of mm -hmm. who they are as a group, mm -hmm. and so to just kind of throw you right into three, I think would have been a little jolting, because... Maybe, maybe. It, it is kind of an un... I don't want to call it unprecedented because I don't know movie history that well, but it is kind of an unusual move to make what is usually kind of a offbeat, kind of off the main storyline type of movie or or whatever become part of canon. And to, to call it like, I mean, they definitively said this was the end of phase four. Like that's the yeah. other thing that like is boggling to me is like, not only is it canon, but like, the end of phase four ends with guardians of the galaxy holiday special, the which, holiday special, which I just think is really funny um, in and of itself. Um, before we get into the movie, um, one of the things that is really interesting to me, am I crazy or was not, was Gamora not in love and thunder? She was not. Are you sure? I swear I saw her. 
Yeah, no, she was not in so, Love and Thunder. Walk me through what happened. Okay, obviously in game we're dealing with the Gamora from the past, from the alternate timeline. Yes, I swear they fly off together. No, they. She goes off and does her own thing, and I'm sure okay. this is you know in in the trailers for three, it seems like part of this is kind of getting her back into the fold mm-hmm. but it is a really fascinating I, I think this is one of those storylines that i'm like i don't know why more people are not more fascinated by this storyline mm-hmm. that you know gamora sacrificed herself in order to um you know the whole soul stone thing yep yep which seems like and, ages ago by the way <laughs> yeah which is ages ago and then that was what 2019 it was when yes. Endgame came out? Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, it was the year before. My God. That's the thing is like, the pandemic has just skewed so oh, much. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, though the, I will say the pandemic does give me a good like benchmark of like, okay, was this pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Like, okay, it does it kind of work. It does kind of work because it's like, in a lot of ways, the pandemic kind of echoed the snap a little bit to me. Yeah. Like, it, it, it kind of... I know it wasn't meant to be, but it kind of lined up that way a little bit with that. It was, it, like it was kind of post snap. So like in a lot of ways, it's like, okay, but no, I just, I, I swear Gamora was in love and thunder. I don't know why I didn't, why I didn't, I thought that that's why I thought it was weird. She wasn't in this, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, but you know, you've established that like they're on nowhere now and they are kind of running nowhere. Now was um, that what? Okay. So, Obviously, we're going to get into this now. The fact that they bought Nowhere, that was the first we'd heard of this, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, okay. I, maybe that was mentioned, like, in Love and Thunder as, like, a passing of, like, hey, we got to get back to Nowhere. Okay. But I personally don't remember it, partly because for Love and Thunder, I was focused on, like, the Thor stuff, not so much exactly. the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. If yeah, I go back yeah, and yeah. watch it, it, it may have been mentioned. But uh, I, I, I'm not sure. And okay. so... um uh i i thought (laughs) yeah yes there's a lot there's a lot happening in this um well okay let's let's do this so so what else anything else we want to say about like overall okay so you said it was made during the production of number three yeah um so obviously they didn't you know there wasn't like a separate production um I mean, it has the production value with one tiny exception. It has the production value of what would normally be a, a Guardians movie. You know what exception I'm talking about? No, I don't. Groot. Groot is not CGI. Groot is a full guy in a body suit. Which I actually don't mind. It was just, you could, but you could tell though. You could oh, yeah, tell yeah. it was not CGI Groot. It was a guy in a body suit. I think there was maybe one CGI moment that was up close, but... Otherwise, in the background, it was a guy in a bodysuit. I do like I that. Was funny. I, I do like that though. In Marvel and Star Wars, is starting to do this a lot. That we're getting back to that practical, real effect instead of just like, ah, we'll just CGI it in. And... Yeah, but I guess if you've already got an established way that he's supposed to look, like you could. And again, this might have just been part of the fun of like making fun of the fact that this was not a full-on movie. But you could clearly tell. This was a guy in a suit. Like I wonder, it, it... <laughs> I wonder if part of it is just where Groot's age is. Now he's the size of a normal human. It whereas could be. Yeah, in the past, point. you know, you you had big, tall Groot and little, tiny Groot, 
And yeah, then you had now teenage it's like, Groot. Oh, it's it's regular person Groot. Well, you know, that's fair because we do get kind of regular Groot back in number three, so he yeah. grows. Okay, that's fair. But you could definitely just you could tell it was not a, a yeah. CGI situation. Yeah. So, um, and then we got the other news, of course, which I don't even think I had even thought about, and it really wasn't like groundbreaking news, but the fact that Mantis and uh, Star Lord could be siblings, half siblings, yeah. right? Which I thought was kind of an interesting drop in this as well. Yeah, and that's kind of one of those major plot point things that I'm like, wow, that's a pretty major plot point to drop. Because I'm sure, again, that they just want to go into three with like, this is established. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, it it created the to set that exposition up. Yeah, and yes, it did create the you know end of Christmas like, well, well, family is the best gift of, gift of all. Like you know, it definitely does set that up. But yes, it did. It. Did. I don't think that that was the purpose behind it. I, I think probably there is some more to that they're going to explore a little bit in three of yeah. Peter Quill being and and Mantis being these you know higher beings, so to speak. Not so much gods, but like mm-hmm. they 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 aren't just like regular people. Yeah, and clearly exactly. Mantis isn't. <laughs> so okay, overall, let's just start here. What was your overall um, feeling impression about the about the special? I loved it. Okay. I loved everything about it. Uh, the best things that Disney Plus has done is Werewolf by Night and this. The, the they need to take advantage of this art form in the MCU way more. These 45 minute to an hour specials are working. They are working so well, working a lot better than a lot of their series. Mm-hmm. Um, I've liked all of the series, but there's definitely some that have fell, have fell a little bit flat or certain episodes fall flat or it just, it just doesn't work as well. This short form special and what I loved even about Werewolf by Night is that's not canon, so to speak. That's its own separate thing mm-hmm. that it's this. So it's this really cool, compact story that if I'm in the mood for something MCU and don't really want to, you know, go the whole three hour route, I can get a little MCU fix without mm-hmm. that. So I. This, first of all, it's heavy on Drax, and Drax is is just gosh darn hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, the the idea that they brought in Kevin Bacon into this, um, it, the whole song at the beginning about them just completely misunderstanding Christmas is funny. Um, it, it's it's. Just so I, I, I had it is it is a darn near perfect special, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> well, there it is, everyone. Matt, Matt's review. All right, it's time closing time now. Let's go ahead and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna go with me. You, you are not as high on it as I am. <laughs> I am am not high on this at all. I was bored. Um, I was thankful it was only 45 minutes. Even more thankful there was seven minutes of credits. Um, I was thankful for it being only 38 minutes. There were, there were some moments that I did enjoy. Uh, I can't stand Batista and I can't stand Drax. So, so (laughs) the fact that that this was, the fact that this was heavy, I just, I don't like, see, okay. Y'all are going to hear something about me right now. That's probably going to lose us fans, but, um, I don't like that dry wit humor that you get from Drax, which is similar to 
I don't like Monty Python. Okay. I'm not a Monty Python guy. And that's the type of humor. It's that dry wit type of like almost slapstick in this case with Drax. Now I will say objectively pairing off Drax with Mantis and letting them kind of have their own, like this was not a, a guardian story about star Lord, which was interesting because for the most part, you know, uh, you know, Peter Quill and star Lord, um, you know, they, they take the center stage then them Gamora um, uh, Nebula, like that's kind of been the whole point of the guardians even rocket had just a little bit in this it wasn't a lot and it, and it looks like we're getting more in yeah. three so, I, I just yeah, yeah. i i really did i did like that you got kind of this offshoot again i'm not a batista fan but i do like mantis so i did enjoy getting to explore mantis's personality a little bit more she was really funny and i did enjoy that um and i will I hated the Kevin Bacon line arc. I hated that. Like that was just, (laughs) that annoyed me. I just, I hate when movies use fictionalized versions of celebrities, movies or TV series do that. I've never been a fan of that. Okay. So that, that element just doesn't play well for me, but I did love how they, the the moment when they unveil everything and everything lights up and it's that moment of just bliss with, with Christmas that, that to me. And I think, I think one of the reasons why I struggled with this movie, Matt, a little, or the show is I, and this is Marvel has done this to me and and it sucks that Marvel has done this to me, especially guardians. I was waiting for that other shoe to drop. Like, they're having this moment of bliss. Things are really good. I'm like, okay, who's going to bust in? What villain's going to happen here? <laughs> like, I was waiting for that moment of where this really cool moment gets busted up. Or someone makes fun of it or something. Like, there's that offbeat humor. And even though it never actually came, like, they they really respected it. Like, so I, I will give them a lot of props. But the problem is, is the you were conditioned series. to I, exactly yeah yeah I, so hear you, I hear you i always felt like i was on, on edge of like okay who's gonna make fun of this or what's that next thing that's gonna come in or the slap scare or whatever you know what's rocket gonna say to make fun and you know I, so i was too worried about that but i will say this like it 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 didn't come so when it didn't come it was a nice welcome relief that i could enjoy it for what it was and and i was thankful for that so so Again, I was bored. I was thankful it was only about 38 minutes. I I, I will say, and I know we're going to get into the favorite parts here in a minute, um, I did absolutely love the Los Angeles scene. And I don't know if we want to get into favorite parts now or not. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Okay. So I just, wanted, I just want to say why I love the L.A. scene as much as I did. Nate and I were just out there in June. We like as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I was standing right there. I knew exactly where they were. In fact, a few of the inner a few of the, the the random people who were dressed up as different characters, those were the characters. Like though you actually see them when you're out there on LA on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in front of Chinese Ramen Theater. The the the, the um Jack Sparrow one, that he was there. I, I I'm actually shocked that's that really show- cool. It is. I'm actually shocked they didn't show the Spider-Man one because the Spider-Man guy is out there all the time. But the Captain America dude, he's out there. I saw him. I almost wanted to get a picture with him, but they charged you to do it. But like, yeah, like I, I was like, I know exactly where they're at. Like 
in that moment, I was like, I stood in those spots. And I know that sounds weird, but it, it kind of just brought flashbacks to being out in LA in June. Yeah. Well, and I think the whole, um, the whole, like them not really understanding what's going on. Cause again, Drax doesn't understand things as much. You know, Mantis mm-hmm. is still kind of discovering what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they have like no clue what's happening, um, is, is just, it's that, you know, fish out of water thing. It's just, but the fact that it's not the fish out of water and that people are looking at them weird. Like people are like, yeah, get in here and party. Exactly. Like, Let's do this. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I thought the whole bar scene was really well done too. I think they were probably at a gay bar. That was the vibe I got yeah. from it. Um, which I thought was just hilarious, but just watching them take shot after shot and drunk mantis cracked me up i'm yeah. sorry drunk mantis made me laugh so um but yeah so i would say those two are definitely two of my my favorite scenes just that whole la sequence the moment when drax like flips over the the, the police car <laughs> with horrible special effects i might add it was like it looked like an inflatable police car for sure but yeah but no i i would just say but that was the whole point that's what kind of gave it its charm yeah. What about you? Yeah. Any favorite? Any favorite parts? Um, I mean, I, the the Kevin Bacon thing played more more to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't know why. I, I think maybe that was just like a like the the aura of Kevin Bacon is just just so hilarious. Like, do you remember the those ads a while back where it was like Kevin Bacon in makeup and he and and it's it's it was like when typing in what you wanted to watch in your tv was just a new thing and and he, so he was like sitting on his couch and be like let's say i want to watch something with kevin bacon in it you just type in <laughs> kevin bacon and then and, and and it was this like huge no, thing that, I don't remember, don't remember those at all okay. no <laughs> okay yeah it was this, so it was this huge thing bit of like it's kevin bacon you know acting like somebody else saying i i want to watch all these kevin bacon movies and just how we said it was the the the, the exact timbre of the just type in Kevin Bacon and then the results come up. And that's funny. Um, so like that, that was funny to me. Um, I agree with you. The, the initial like light up of that kind of town square type thing. Um, I thought was just very, very cool. Cause one thing that I was, was hopeful for is that this still felt like a holiday special. That yes. this wasn't like okay, well, we got to release this around Christmas time, so we'll call it a holiday special. And, exactly. And but you know, it'll just kind of be loosely based on Christmas. You know, okay, cool. Um, no, it actually truly had that holiday like, moment. Yeah, it has that holiday moment in it. Um, I will also say, I felt I loved, I loved, I loved, I loved that we got um, Yandu. That we got some yeah, Yandu, like Yandu that, that, in there. that we were able to bring that we were able to bring back uh, Michael Rooker, Rooker um, even though it was animated. At first, when that animated sequence came on, like wait a second, I thought this was live action. I was a little confused at first. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really cool that we were able to because I think you know Yandu over the period of of Guardians One and Guardians Two, he became kind of this figure that everyone fell in love. With. I mean, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. I mean, like that. Yeah. That become became a tagline that a lot of people absolutely loved. And I'm really glad that we got to even a little bit of him. It's, I'm, it's weird that they went with the animated like that See, as opposed to doing live action. To me, that one, um, I'll bet it is cheaper to get Michael Rooker's voice, voice. than it is to put him in makeup. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I also think that's another thing that gave it like this holiday special vibe. Yeah. That 
you know, it starts out with this animated thing. And then, you know, that's kind of the flashback part of it is this mm-hmm. animated sequence. Um, to me, yeah, that that kind of gave it a little more of that charm that you're talking about. Um, but it, but it, I was the same thing as you. When that popped up, I was like, wait a minute. This is live action, right? <laughs> I mean, not that yeah. I care. I love animation. But still, I was just kind of thrown off. But I, I like how they frame that story, too. Like, again, the story made sense. Like, because, again, I was afraid that they were going to try to shoehorn everything in. But mm-hmm. no, it, it, it made sense. Yeah, I agree. I do. I, and I liked, again, it had the holiday special vibe because even at the end, and again, I know we kind of talked about the corniness of the sister brother thing, but the way they wrapped it up in terms of, you know, family's one of the best gifts of all. And, you know, Mantis was worried about, you know, saying something about it to, to Quill. And, and at the end of the day, he was actually very happy that they're, they're actually related. He's got a sister now. And I, I liked all that. And, and again, they did a spectacular job on the physical set. Like, I, I, I don't think, I mean, maybe it was, but the set looked like it was practically done versus just a, you know, a, a, a yeah. CGI effect, you know? But I, I think this is one of those things that be, they could do that because that set piece is going to be used in an entire movie. True, true, that true. That it's like, okay, we have this. And, and, and that's the genius. I mean, movies do this all the time. I mean, I think Pirates 2 and 3 were, you know, filmed at the same time. And, Back you know, to the, the Future 2 the, and 3, yep. Yep, exactly. Like, this is this is not uncommon. And, and the nice thing in this context, it, it does give... If they were just going to say we're doing a holiday special, you wouldn't put in the you know huge set pieces and all this other stuff you would have been like okay how do we make a 40 minute special on a budget um whereas this allowed them to have a little bit more of a of a big budget feel probably without breaking the bank it was probably not that much more to say all right you're already filming this movie we're also going to film this 40 minute holiday special well, and not to mention too, they've done this before. They've with Guardians specifically. If I'm not mistaken, when they filmed Guardians two, they had a moment where they kind of also filmed all of the um, scenes for Mission Breakout at Disneyland as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was done on the same at the same time. So this this is something that they kind of have done and and have been, you know have been able to utilize because of that. So I think it's a smart use of time. Which makes I mean, sense because all the actors are there. You know, exactly. actors are doing other things outside yes. of making these movies. Yep. And so it's it you are, you already have them. They're there. How, how cool is it though? You know, we are now what, eight years removed or seven years probably eight years removed now from the original Guardians releasing, which at the time was no one was expecting it to be this crazy hit. But how cool is it like that? Guardians has become this like tentpole franchise from a comic book series that really no one really knew. Like your diehards knew, but your general comic book fan, it kind of was plucked from obscurity. And now, I mean, it has, uh, let's be honest, it's survived the Avengers. I mean, the Avengers, as we know them are gone. I mean, I'm trying to think of what characters, you know, currently outclass the guardians i mean i I think you're kind of your big ones like captain america iron man you know are are gonna are going to but But they're gone i mean steve rogers is gone Mm -hmm. tony stark Um, is gone you've got falcon you got that the new captain america but the, the reason why i say this and the reason why i bring it up is like like 
you know, this was obviously prior to Disney's time that, that Marvel Studios and Marvel made this deal with with Universal Studios, this in perpetuity deal. And and when Disney bought Marvel, they knew full well that they would be losing um you know, they, they would not have the ability to have some of the most popular characters if they were able to bring these people up in their theme parks. Yet here they brought these other ones over, not sure, and they have become just very popular. And now they're not only on the West Coast, but they're on the East Coast. They're part of holiday specials, right? Like, again, I, I know we talked about the the Cosmic Rewind ride a, a couple weeks ago on the show, but like, like that ride alone, like, again, those characters were filmed and, and the actors filmed all those part scenes and all that yeah. stuff for the pre-show and in the end show and the post-show, you know, and not only do people in our generation recognize them, but again, the comic part, comic book diehards do, but even the younger generation, like there's a little bit of edge to them, but it's not an edge that makes people, it's not, how do I want to put it? Like Suicide Squad is like too edgy for the younger yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah that's too but much. This, this, But this generation can still appreciate the edge that is Guardians. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it's it's also got that hint of silliness to it. That, yeah, it's a talking raccoon. Yeah, it's yes. a tree that the only well, thing it can uh, say is. Uh, uh, he's not a raccoon. He's not a raccoon. What is he? Well, he's not a raccoon. If you call him a raccoon, Rocket's going to get all up in your face. True. True. Just saying, I, he's he's a species. He's not a raccoon. I am very excited that you know, talking about Guardians Guardians Three, the first trailer dropped. It seems like we're getting a pretty big rocket backstory, Good. and I'm I'm excited to dive into that. And I mean, ultimately, the, you know, you say they've survived the Avengers. Well, I mean, it the hinting of Guardians of the Galaxy Three, and just based on what we know in real life this is probably the end of the guardians of the galaxy as we know it in terms of like uh, in the MCU. Um, Cause you know, James Gunn who has, has headed up that franchise. Um, he's now going to go be the head of DC, which um, mm. it, I think is a huge win for, yeah. for DC comics. And it's a loss for Disney and Disney played that hand wrong on so many levels. Yeah. On so yeah. many levels. I mean, without boring people with the full politics, the, to go back and look at, I mean, granted, he was wrong to tweet what he tweeted or say what he said whenever he said what he said, but it was, you know, how long do you go back and, and hold, I don't, I'm not going to get into that, but Disney, Disney's missing out on that talent because here to think about what you're saying there, you know, Feige will only be the head of Marvel Studios for so long. Feige could very easily step into a much higher leadership role at Disney corporate right and um you know or or could step over to if kathleen kennedy decides to retire could step over into that role or become head of both i mean who knows what that is which means that the head of marvel studios would someone else is going to have to kind of jump into that role too so i just to, to lose that talent over to warner brothers um for dc is a little disconcerting but yeah you're right it's probably the last of the guardians at least as we know them that we'll see we got some major changes coming with the mcu we really do i mean we're already there but you know yeah but it's you know we've talked about this where phase four was just this weird (sighs) phase where (laughs) like nothing really happened i mean we've got everything from loki WandaVision, which was phase four, right? That yeah, was phase four. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my God, like everything from that to Shang-Chi to 
Black Widow to there, there's this. All like, this what? There's all this groundwork that I know like four yeah. years from now we're going to be like, whoa, this is so uh, cool that they laid this groundwork. But just right now, it's it's this weird of phase of like, where are we going? And yeah. I mean, even even with Kang kind of being announced and and seeing of like, okay, this is kind of the direction the you know moon knight i thought was an excellent series but didn't set yeah. anything up um ms marvel i thought was a really interesting series but again didn't really like yeah do anything she hulk a lot of fun again if you're looking for a quirky courtroom comedy oh man you're gonna love it but, but maybe that's the direction that they're going i mean and feige is on record this was pre-end game when he was describing phase four at the time, he, he, he made a, a statement that at the time, I don't think any of us fully understood what he was getting, what he was getting at, but he's like, you will distinctly be able to tell the world pre in game and post in game. It's going to be a very different MCU. And maybe that's where we're at. We're at a period yeah. now where yes, we will see stuff connect together. It, it all shares a universe, but in the same regard, it's not these epic takedowns except on occasion. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, again, like you said, four years from now, when we're looking at the Avengers, the new Avenger movies and stuff, we might have a better idea of what they were trying to do here. Uh, it could also be that they're trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice and they're not able to, you know, that could yeah. be the, the reality of it too. But this is, this is where, where I'm getting at with, uh, so I think werewolf by night is better than this holiday special. Okay. I, I am I am so high on Werewolf by Night as a MCU special because it they got to show their chops without the, all these other like okay remember we got to tie this in and we got to tie this in and don't forget about this and we need you to reference this oh and by the way Daredevil's going to be in this one let's get mm-hmm. in and whereas they were able to do an hour long special where they didn't have to worry about all that stuff. And I think kind of what I'm saying is it would be okay. I would be okay if you did a She-Hulk series and just never connected her to the greater MCU. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would be okay if you did a Moon Knight series and just and and kept going. Because that Moon Knight show, holy cow. Like, again, the acting of Oscar Isaac was phenomenal. The whole, like, this avatar of Egyptian gods, and that's who these people are. And there's this, it's, oh, super super cool but you're always looking for well what's the connection well how are they going to bring him in well what's going on here well and 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 whereas if you were just to be like okay this is just a series about moon knight we've decided to make this moon knight series and it's just about moon knight i i that would be it, it, it that would be a lot more enjoyable it goes back to that conditioning thing i've been conditioned mm-hmm. in watching these things to look for these connections to wonder where we're going next to the second that movie is done, go, okay, how does this tie into the greater narrative? How does this do this? And I'm almost looking for, okay, can we go back to that? Just like, I want to hear a moon Knight story. I want to hear a, you know, this character's story without having to like shoehorn them into this greater universe. I think this is one of the reasons why into the spider verse did so well. Well, I think what you're talking about is is what comic books have done for decades. I mean, comic books as written were never written with the idea of how are they going to cross over with the next comic book in mind. When the crossovers happened, they were epic. 
Yeah. And they were, they were big moments in time. And I even know that as a lay person who doesn't read comics, I, I think I've got buried in storage somewhere, a comic book that was written called the death of Superman. And it was a Mm -hmm. crossover event. I remember how epic that was at the time, but the, the original content the the individual stories were never written with the idea of how at some point are we going to tie this to the greater metaverse? It was never, it was never like that. And I think, I think you're right. I think that because MCU over the course of 20 plus movies, 20 some 24 movies or whatever it was over the course of that period of six years, seven years as they did this. And there was always a tie in. We became so engrossed with how does this work that in a lot of ways, Marvel has done this to themselves and has set an unrealistic expectation. And now I think phase four in a lot of ways was meant to backtrack some of that. And and yeah. I'm okay with that, but I also hope MC, the MCU and Marvel studios recognizes that they will probably lose viewers over that, that, that there are some people who are not going to buy into every individual story I'm one of them. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy. I will never watch Moon Knight. I have no interest in it. I have no interest in watching She-Hawk. I thought I would, but I don't. And it's not that I'm it's nothing against the story itself. I just I'm too busy. And so if I'm yeah, going to invest no, my time, I want to invest something in a greater chain. I will always go see the movies that I think play a bigger and critical role into the greater story. Um but the individual one-off stuff probably won't, which is probably why I maybe was a little bored with this one too, is that I watched yeah. it because it was a holiday special, but I also knew it wasn't going to tie into the greater story. I knew that. It was just going to be yeah. its one little story, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I do think it'll be interesting to see how much they lean into certain aspects, aspects. of the story. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's going to kind of be the, all of these things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, in three years, we could be going back and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to explain like Moon Knight for you. Or you're going to have to go back and be like, oh, I got to watch this now because it's going to help explain this. Not yeah. seeing that happen, but you um, you know, I did look for an I did look for an end credit scene. I was sad that there wasn't one. Yeah, I was I was a little <laughs> bit sad that there wasn't. I was anything. like, come on, they could have been singing Jingle Bells or something. I don't know, but yeah. Okay, do you have anything else about the movie? Otherwise, I have a, I have a fun game I want to play. Okay, no, I'm good. I'm ready for a fun game. Let's okay. do it. So, okay, we've talked about holiday specials on this show. So, Matt, you have just been appointed the head Ooh. of Disney Plus Creative oh. for next year. And you promotion. have been assigned one goal. Any Disney, Pixar, Fox, uh, Marvel, Star Wars property, you get to pick one that we're going to develop a Christmas special off of for 2023. Does it have to be Christmas or could it be holiday? Holiday, holiday, and okay. holiday, Christmas. Okay. But I mean, one, it's probably going to be a Christmas special, yes. but you know, just but one. Know. Yeah, that's fair. One holiday special, uh, no more than an hour in length. And it can be from any of the franchises that we now own. Um, which is a plenty at this point. Holy cow. I know. I, I, he did not know I was going to do this folks. So this is, I sprung this on Matt. So, Oh, he's got his finger up. I think he knows. I think he knows. All right. What is it? It it just dawned on me. I want to see a Mary Poppins holiday special. Oh, bring in. Have the Mary Poppins return 
you have the Mary Poppins return cast, so you don't yes. need to. But yet at the same time, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, as the record as recording of this yeah. podcast, are still living. How fun would Back it be to have like the Emily Blunt and those kids and Michael and see like a little Christmas time, little Christmas time magic happen nice. with Mary Poppins. I think that could be again, a great bridging of the older nice. and younger generations, bringing families together. Disney. I hope you're listening. Oh, this I, might I be my best idea that. ever. I love that. You know what? I would love to be able to see. And, and unlike, unlike in the Mary Poppins returns, where there was a lot of pressure on Emily Blunt and Julie Andrews said, no, this is hers. This is her movie. I don't want to overshadow her. In this movie, Julie Andrews would probably be able to come back in some type of a cameo role, whatever it could be. Maybe she plays a grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Or or, as I had always said with the Mary Poppins Returns, the the one moment they could have used Julie Andrews, which I thought would have been fabulous, would have been that moment when, when, when Mary Poppins turns the balloon and she sees her reflection. It should have been Julie Andrews' reflection. Yeah. Maybe there's a moment like that where maybe she doesn't even talk. I don't know, but I would love. I that would be that man. Yes, maybe Dick Van Dyke plays Santa Claus or something. Yeah, like uh, there's like, there's so much uh, good material, that, and and because Mary Poppins already has that like twinge of magic. Yeah. That's what the Christmas season is like. It's nice. got this twinge of magic. Because I, I so initially I was like, okay, well we can't do Star Wars because no matter what, the Star Wars holiday special is there. You could write and direct the best dang holiday special for yep. a Star Wars movie and people would yeah. tie well, I, it to yeah. the original. Yeah, and and I mean, I, I thought you might have gone with like another Marvel property or something. And Disney, the Disneyverse itself, they're so vast, but they've done a lot of Disney specials with some of the core well, five and, and stuff. And you even know. some of them, like... Okay, would a Moana special of like Christmas time, like of in the Polynesia area, be kind of cool? I guess, but not like a, oh man, I gotta sit down and watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, I mean, same with like a Princess and the Frog, like Christmas yeah. down in New Orleans. Like, oh, okay, I guess Mary be- Poppins would be like like an epic event that people would actually prepare for yeah because you're gonna get the diehard disney fans you're gonna get the families you're gonna get the the people who love the original the people who like the new ones you're gonna get just the general holiday people because it's already got that magic touch to it i think that's the key is that whatever you pick has to already have a hint of magic about it exactly like like i think frozen could be could do a frozen holiday special i, I don't think they've well, actually they did olaf they did that one yeah right? Olaf's so, frozen, so you've got I, that one yeah so i think that's one of the reasons why that one did so well is you had the olaf yeah. one right um so when i was thinking about this the one that i thought would actually be really good i would love to see a night at the museum holiday oh. special i think that could be a, a hoot where where you you know you you, you got and ben stiller's character whose name is escaping me his son you've got all the different characters from the first couple of movies um obviously it would stink because teddy roosevelt wouldn't be there and everything i totally get that um but but i think you could have a lot of fun you know maybe they're having a holiday holiday party at the museum and Ben Stiller's character is like, no, 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 that's not a good idea because, you know, because he knows what's going to happen, but it ends up becoming this epic thing. I don't know. I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, a night at the museum one or well, did you see or, there's a new animated night at the museum. on I Disney did. Plus right now. I did. Did you see I the did. national treasure thing too? 
I I've heard. Has it come out yet? Uh, fourteen, three days. Okay, okay. So I knew it was coming, but I've not I've not seen it yet. So, but yeah, I I think you know, it Disney could, maybe they could do this, maybe they could come up with some kind of like an anthology series on this stuff. The Dis I mean, the Disney Plus holiday special anthology series, where once a year they pick a particular property and they give it a thirty minute, forty minute treatment of a holiday special. That yeah. could be fun, you know? Yeah. Well, and even you could do it with your newer properties as well. Like, oh, yeah. If you wanted to save on the production costs, because, again, like my the downside of my Mary Poppins thing is you got to get all these people's schedules to work out and get them all back. And, the, I mean, you got to do all this stuff. Whereas, but who's to say that when they're making the next live action movie, when they're making, you know, the next Haunted Mansion movie, that they couldn't have also shot a Haunted Mansion holiday special? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what that would be, but you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know how that one would work. Yeah, I don't know how uh, that one would work. But, but um, the or, only when, the only the only downside you have of that is if that movie flops. Yeah, yeah. You know, then then suddenly you've got some issues. I don't know. I think holiday specials are better better done when when maybe you've got some established. But like you said, it's tough with animated. It's tough because you, the animation, even for a thirty or forty minute special, that, that's a lot of work. I mean, that takes yeah. a couple years to put into it. So. All right. Well, um, that was a good question. Else? So I, I so I want to extend that question to okay. our viewers. Yes. If you were the head of, you have been named. Bob Iger calls you up and says, "Hey, man, or hey, woman, um, I want you to decide what holiday special we are going to do. What what property would it be? I I very much want to know." Agreed. I love it. So, so uh, please get a hold of us. Um, real quick, before I tell you how to get a hold of us, um, we actually did get an email on Wednesday um, from Kristen Conley, one of our listeners. She actually participates in the Facebook group often, too. And it had to do with our Mickey Saves Christmas episode. She said, Mickey Saves Christmas. She goes, love Mickey. Don't love this. I have been cracking, <laughs> I have been cracking up at the hidden Mickeys thanks to you. Uh, two, you didn't mention the water tower in town that looks like it was moved from MGM's, the Earful Tower. I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And why in the world does Santa have Mickey shaped wreaths? <laughs> Keep up the good work. <laughs> Cheers, Kristen. So uh, thank you very much for that. That email, Kristen. We love when we hear from our listeners. Um you can get a hold of us any number of ways. Uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at beers ears1928. Uh, find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. Again, you can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Or go to our website, sorcererenetwork.com. Um, we keep that thing up to date. And um, the thing that I love about that is that it, all of our content is not only grouped by the chronological order of when it came out, but it's also grouped by category, too. So if you want to listen to some of our other reviews, you can do that. Um, we've got a whole Marvel section. Um, I'm not sure if I got to put this one under Marvel or under movies or under both. I think I, I think it's got to go under Marvel. <laughs> probably wrong. How do you categorize that. this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bob chapter or the, the 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 Bob's episode last week was interesting. The Bob's that, went, that you, went under you put the put that uh, in the Dropbox like that, and I was yes. like, "What changed this?" No, I don't. <laughs> Mickey saved Christmas at the Bob's is what I called it. So, uh, but yeah, so um, but yeah, you can find us. Um, also, if you are looking to take a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, I would love to help you with that. If you're looking to take a trip to Universal, I would love to help you with that. 
if you're looking to take a trip to Chicago or North Carolina or to Mexico or to Europe, I would love to help you with that as well. Uh, it costs you nothing extra to use me. Um, you can find me on facebook.com slash magical Casey. Um, and uh, I work I work with Main Street. I'm sorry, Main Street and More Travel. Uh, you can go to MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Uh, email us. Um, you can email the email I gave you a minute ago or email me at CaseyWooley at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Like I said, it costs you nothing extra. Um, Disney did just raise their ticket prices again. Um, I Good news is for some packages, it doesn't look like they've gone up yet if you book them alongside of a hotel. So I, I, I was able to quote someone the same price I was able to quote a few weeks ago, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, the other thing to consider is that the Princess and the Frog, I'm sorry, the Splash Mountain um, will be going down for refurbishment into Princess and the Frog. So if you want to catch that before it goes away, January 23rd, um, let me know. We can do a quick little excursion down to Walt Disney World and check it out. So um, yeah, Matt, am I forgetting anything? I think we're all good. I think we can close out the show. I think so too. Well, um, I already drank everything I had. So I, um, have you heard about this new thing called dirty milk? No. <laughs> no. You, okay. Um, so <laughs> apparently there's a thing and it's been around for years, but apparently Lindsay Lohan has, um, repopularized it and it's taking like Pepsi or whatever your soda of choices and filling it up by like to like two thirds and then putting milk in the rest of it. And so with Pepsi, it's actually called Pilk, Pepsi milk. Okay. Um, so I just did, I didn't do the Pepsi, but I did two thirds sun-kissed orange with uh, a third of milk. So it became like an orange cream cooler kind of thing. It is really good, actually. So, so that was you my- you heard that Lindsay Lohan was doing something and you thought, gosh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Well, apparently, Lindsay Lohan's just the modern version. Apparently, oh, this okay. dates back. This dates back to Laverne and Shirley. Oh, Laverne. They used and to Shirley. do it on the. They used to do it on Laverne and Shirley. No, I would not do. Um, <laughs> do not do anything Lindsay Lohan <laughs> suggests. Uh, but no, it actually is pretty good. Um, I started off with Bailey's in it, but I accidentally knocked that over. So I said, okay, well, I'll go with milk instead. So, yeah. Huh. <laughs> but okay, yeah, well, it was good. It, it's good. You should try it. I haven't tried the Pepsi one yet. That one, milk and Pepsi, I just. The orange makes sense because, like, yes. an orange cream thing. Yeah, yeah like, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So that was what I had to drink. I don't know what you were drinking or not. I had a sparkling water. You know. All right. There you it's, go. It's so the no, afternoon. I can't be no, drinking. No, no beers on this podcast today, folks. I guess so. But anyway, I have to go, go and supervise <laughs> high schoolers for five hours. Like, oh, coming fun up times. slightly buzzed is not a good idea. <laughs> you know, no, it's not. Um, all right, well, go ahead and raise your glasses, y'all. Uh, this this episode has been on us. We've got one episode left for the 2022, and then it's next week. I'm very excited to review the Santa Clauses with you. Yes. Uh, so we will be reviewing the Santa Clauses next week as our last episode of 2022. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast. Sorcerer.